When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, you guys, or good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, happy Monday. I hope you're having a good start to your week. I hope you woke up early and you ate a good breakfast and you did some stretching and journaling and meditating because that's just how I can guarantee that my Mondays will be good is if I start it right but right now it's Sunday and I'm in my room and it's dark and it's almost 10 p.m and I have my candle lit and some lo-fi playing in the background I'm not sure if you can hear it I want to test out this like playing lo-fi in the background to see how it affects the quality of the audio not the quality but you know i wonder if you guys can hear it because it puts me in a good mood when i'm recording so some background music for me but maybe you can't hear it so it's irrelevant to you i actually was recording or i i thought i was recording i was speaking to the mic for like 10 minutes maybe not 10 i'm exaggerating like five minutes but it wasn't recording the entire time but what i was saying is that this weekend i've had such a roller coaster of emotions <laughs> like it's just been such a tug of war a push and pull um up and down and i finally got over the last like hunch or the last hump you know i finally like just climbed over it and i can see the surface again i can see I have a clear mind. I sat down with my friend and roommate, Noba, and she really talked me through like what I was feeling and stuff, and we just came to a conclusion. A pretty big and serious conclusion and decision that I'm about to make, and I'll tell you guys all about that decision next week on the podcast, and you'll find out next week anyway. Um, I want to take a week to like think about this decision because it is a pretty scary one. Um, it's a scary one. It's a very scary one. It's a tough one. And everyone I've told is like, you know, we support you. But like, I just need a week to kind of process it before I make it permanent permanent. Because once I say it, I feel like it's permanent. So let me just like take a week to think about it. 
I know I'm kind of baiting you guys. You guys are like, what is the decision? But I'll tell you guys next week, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so let's start off with things I'm welcoming this week. Yeah, things I'm welcoming this week or kind of like last week because there was no episode last week. I'm trying, okay? Things I'm welcoming this week. Number one, seaweed snacks. I love seaweed snacks. I'm a sucker for seaweed snacks. I get them from Trader Joe's. They're crunchy. They're salty. They taste like seaweed. It's just perfect and you can put them on like you can eat them by itself or you can put them on like rice and stuff and i just pack that when i'm packing my lunch for work i just pack it every day i just have like a box of seaweed snacks and i always ask my coworkers, does anyone want any and the answer is always no but one of these days i know it's gonna be a yes and i will get to share my seaweed snacks with somebody second thing i am welcoming this week is masterclass i think i told you guys in the last episode how i wanted a masterclass login and my boss just randomly put in the word group chat like if anybody needs my masterclass login here it is so that's what i've been watching like and anytime i'm about to eat and normally i'll put on like something on Hulu or a YouTube video. But now I've just been watching master classes and I feel like I'm more it's just so good. You're learning from the best of the best in a lot of different genres. And usually I'm just watching the, the fashion people right now. But I just finished watching the Elaine Welteroth master class and then I just finished watching well yeah I also finished watching the Anna Wintour master class. She was good. She was very good. And now I'm on the Diane von Furstenberg. <laughs> Oops. I think that's how you say her name. I'm on her master class. And that's also been really insightful. So I love watching it. Like, I just love pulling up my laptop and just watching a little episode of master class. It's very expensive, though. There's a reason I didn't get a membership. It's like $300 a year. I can't afford that in my current state of being, so I was happy to get a master class. But if any of you can afford it, or if you know anyone around you that has a master class login, I would uh, suggest asking for it and hopping on, watching some episodes of, you know, some of the people that you admire. There's photography, there's cooking, there's sports master classes. Um, I feel like there was a president that also had i saw he had a master class on there there's a lot of people there's even a chris jenner master class i think i'm gonna watch that one after but it's fun you get to hear from you know people who have achieved so much and they're just giving you all their wisdom and knowledge and insight and i like it third thing i'm welcoming this week is waking up at 6 (laughs) a.m i think 6 a.m is just the perfect time I used to, you know, dabble my feet in waking up at 5. And I thought that, like, I have to wake up at 5 to have a successful morning. Like, I have to wake up at 5. And whenever I didn't wake up at 5, I felt like I failed the morning. Like, I failed the morning. And now my whole day is ruined, you know? And it just put such a toll on me. But then I realized that 6 is just the happy medium, you know? 
it's early enough to be considered waking up early, but it's just not 5 a.m. Like, 5 a.m. is just a bit too brutal for me. You know what I mean? It worked for me when I was in college. It worked for me this summer. Also, one thing I regret is really not sleeping enough this summer. Like, now that I'm going to work every single day, I'm like, dang, why was I waking up at 5 a.m. during the summer? Like, I should have slept during the summer. I won't sleep so bad these days, and I just can't get it. Now I'm in the world, real world where there's no summer breaks, and I just have to get used to it. But I really wish I cherished and really rested and relaxed the last this last summer because it was a summer to do nothing. It was it was supposed to be the summer of rest and relaxation. And I was waking up at 5 a.m. doing what? Anyway, I'm an avid I'm an adv- avid advocate for waking up early. And I tried, I've done 5 a.m. or I've tried to do 5 a.m. the whole of this year. And a lot of days I was successful, but a lot of days I wasn't. But I'm realizing that I have to kind of adjust. You know, when the music changes, so does the dance. Like, I don't need to wake up at 5 during this season of my life i can wake up at six and it'll be fine and six is like the perfect time i get to do all that i can in the morning all that i want to do in the morning i get up i do my bible and praying and meditating and stretching and then i do pilates and i take a shower and i pick an outfit and i do my makeup and i make breakfast everything i want to do i can accomplish by waking up at six six is just so girly i love it i told you guys i'm in my feminine era anything that feels girly to me i just like it like five o'clock is just too manly for me (laughs) i think six is just the perfect time okay and seven is way too late so six is the perfect medium yeah (laughs) um and the fourth thing i think that was the fourth thing Seaweed snacks, master class, waking up at six. Yeah. The fourth thing is Elaine Welteroth's More Than Enough. That book was so good. I normally don't like reading books written by people who are famous about their lives. And I'm probably going to write a book in the future. So (laughs) when I do, please read mine. But. I definitely want to write a book, actually. Not probably. I definitely want to write a book. But I just never read books by, like, celebrities, you know? Because I just, like, I'm like, what do you have to say that I don't already know or see on your Instagram feed? But her book was so good, man. It was so good. It it feels like it was written for me. It feels like it was written specifically for me. And it's just so good. Like, I want to read it again and again and again and again. So if you can get your hands on one, it's very good. Very good. And the fifth thing I'm welcoming this week is my afro. Last episode was silk presses. I was welcoming silk presses into the kingdom. Well, silk presses didn't last that long. So I'm welcoming my afro back, you know? I, I'm i so sorry to everything I said about her when I had my silk press. It's it's a love-hate relationship. It's beautiful. The afro is beautiful. It's just as beautiful as the silk press, if not more. And, you know, when I got my silk press, I was acting a bit bougie. Like, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know who my afro was. Like, come on. 
I broke her heart, but now she's back inevitably because silk presses don't last that long. So now she's back and she's like, what was all that smack you were talking? And I, and I said, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. So I'm welcoming my Afro back. Okay. Those are the five things. And now (laughs) things I'm exiling is this isn't really a thing. It's kind of like an action. One thing I'm exiling this week is acting small. I feel like because I, everything is so new for me in New York City, the people I'm meeting are new, the places I'm going to are new, the job I'm in is new. Everything is so new that I have realized that I tend to just act small when I'm meeting people or when I'm in new spaces. I tend to undermine my accomplishments and shrug off any achievements or any compliments that I get like I just try so hard to make my myself small in the moment as if not to attract attention to myself or just like kind of hide and blend in in the crowd I say things and I'm not too sure of and I, you know, I whisper, I end my sentences with a question mark. There's a bit of uncertainty in everything that I say. And I just feel like I've been just making myself small and I need to stand tall and say things with confidence, be proud of the things that I've done and just really mean it and be sure of myself. You know, certainty is a good thing and you need to be certain. So that's one thing I'm exiling and I'm trying my best to be very firm and assertive and upfront and honest and just stand with my head high you know and not like bend down and like (laughs) kind of cowered away in the corner I don't want to do that especially now that this is not the time to do that I've I'm in this place because I want to stand out and shine and accomplish more. So I wouldn't, I'm not going to do that by just like crouching down in the midst of people, you know? So that's just one thing I noticed. And I guess it's a good thing that I noticed it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline because you can't attack a problem if you don't know that it's there. So I'm glad that I realized that I've been doing this and actively working against it. Now that segment is over, let's move on to the main topic. I asked you guys some questions. No, I didn't ask you guys. I always say this. I asked to be sent some questions on Instagram. So we're going to answer those really quick. Usually, if this was a lot of questions, I would um, I would do them as a whole episode. 
I'm gonna do a separate one where this is just like a whole episode of things of people asking questions. But because I asked you guys this two weeks ago, and I had meant to make that an episode last week, and I didn't, I'm just going to answer your questions really quick on here before we get to the bulk of the episode. Okay, I'm sorry if you're here for the main topic. You're probably here for the title. I don't even know what the title is. But we're going to get through a few questions before. Some questions you sent in. So if you sent in some questions, stay tuned. You might just get your questions answered. I'm going to do three. Three of them. Okay. Question number one. Advice on how to overcome fear of failure. I actually meant to do a podcast on this. I literally have the fear of failure as a podcast title so maybe i'll go deep in there um later when i record that but it's very strong in my life at some points and it's a hard thing to deal with i think believing is key um just just believe believe and be completely delusional and sure of what you are trying to believe in like if you believe they're going to be successful and sometimes you get a little bit of doubt that you're gonna fail it's hard but the key to achieving those things is believing that you can if you're believing that you can't then you're not going to act like somebody who can achieve those things so believing that you can it almost unlocks all the doors you need to be able to achieve whatever it is that you want. Believing is the act. Like, believing is essentially the whole thing. Because even people who are not Christian, people who do manifestation and stuff like that, everyone can agree on this one key factor that believing that you can do something is what makes you be able to do it. So keep that in mind question number two okay someone said she's trying to decide whether or not she wants to transfer colleges and she's not sure if she's rushing into it and those are that is a pretty big decision and i told you guys i just recently made a pretty big decision and here's how you figure out if the decision is right or not think about staying at the school you're at what feelings do you get you know and then think about transferring. What feelings do you get? When I'm trying to make a decision, I'm trying to figure out which one is the best one. I sit down and I immerse myself in both possibilities. I close my eyes and I immerse myself in both pos- possibilities. The possibility that gives me the most calmness and peace is the possibility that I choose, you know? So I hope that helps. Because if you think, okay, let me just stay at this school and give it one more semester or something, that can also give you peace. But if you say, if you think about yourself staying at that school and you just feel so uneasy and just restless, then you know that's not the right decision. I'm seeing a couple more questions, so I'll add a couple here and there. They're going to be fast and rapid. Being Christian and dating someone who isn't, no, don't do it. That's all. I have no more words. Don't do it. Advice for moving out of my parents' house into my own apartment. Save up money, gather up your resources, and speak to them about why you want to move. 
And make sure you have a solid plan for what you're doing when you move. And just do it. Don't wait any longer. Um, how to console a friend who is depressed. This is hard. I've experienced it. Both in depression and trying to console someone who is depressed. And I just would pray for them. I had a friend who had been depressed for a while and she recently said that she's just like the happiest she's ever been and it made me so happy to hear because I have been constantly praying for her and I don't want to say like oh my prayers saved her but prayers work and they help spend time with her spend time with her it doesn't have to be anything crazy just like hey I'm going on an errand do you want to come like just spend time with her um even if it's like the most mundane things take her out to lunch just ask her you know check in on her and pray for her that's really the most we can do make her feel loved and that's all we're, we can do in this life you know in general your brain needs support and new ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like thai ginger l-theanine and caffeine brainy chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus stay chill or get energized be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com that's o-l-l-y.com these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration this product is not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease so yeah that is the end of the question segment thank you for listening <laughs> And now we are going to go into the main topic of this episode. Okay, recently one of the things that I've been kind of fighting with is getting comfortable with the uncomfortability of your 20s the uncertainty of it all and I wanted to talk about this because I feel or whenever I'm in these moods and these thoughts I feel like I'm the only one who's going through it but I know that's not true but like Everyone looks like they've got their life all figured out. So it can, it's easy to think that you're the only one going through it, but you're not. And that's why I want to talk about it because I graduated college. And like I think I've mentioned before, that when you're in school, all teachers are doing is preparing you for the next grade, the next grade. And then you get to the grade where you graduate and you're like, okay, now you're going to the next school, middle school or something. Then you're going to high school. They're, they're, then they're preparing you for college. And then when you're in college, all your teachers and advisors and stuff, they're preparing you to graduate. Everything has been in preparation for something, but like collectively as a society or in in the environment that you were in, everyone collectively knew the goal. If you're in middle school, everyone collectively knows the goal is to get you to high school. In high school, everyone collectively knows the goal is to get you into college. You know that that that's your goal as well. So 
everyone collectively is working towards a goal for you. And you are too. Like, it's a joint effort. But then you graduate college and, like, it's like, okay, all hands are off. All all hands are off. All hands off deck. There is no collective goal anymore. The goal is on you. There is no joint community effort to get you into the next step of your life. It's on you. (laughs) And I didn't think I understood the gravity of this until maybe how long has it been since graduation? Like, it's been five months since I graduated. And I don't think I understood the gravity of it until maybe a month ago. That, oh, wow, like, it's up to me. Like, nobody is telling me, okay, this is the next step. Like, this is the next step. This is what, where we're going, and we're all going to help you get there. Everyone's like, okay, good luck now. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Wait, what? You know? And I feel like I've had so many goals throughout my life. I wanted to be a doctor. Then I started a YouTube channel, and I wanted to be a YouTuber. And then, like, I want to be a podcaster, and then I want to start my own clothing brand so I did and I want to be a successful brand owner and then I just read Elaine Welteroth's book and now I want to be an editor-in-chief of a magazine (laughs) and then I watch you know Anna Wintour and I'm like oh yeah I definitely want to be an editor-in-chief of a magazine and then I listen to a podcast by a stylist and I'm like oh yeah I definitely want to be a stylist like it's never ending it's never ending. Oh, I, and then I start working at a PR firm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to start my own PR firm one day. <laughs> like, it's never ending. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. And I think this is the first time I'm saying it out loud that I don't know what I want to do in life. And it's so daunting and sad Like, it makes me sad. It makes me sad. Because it's up to me to define my goals and to achieve them. But if I don't know what I'm doing in life, then I can't set myself up for success, you know? In school, when you were trying to get into college, you know, you were told, you know, volunteer, do internships, take the honors classes, like do the extracurricular activities these are what is what is going to help you get into a good college so you do those things you set yourself up for success you start you join clubs and you become president of clubs and you join the e-board of clubs and you you know become teachers favorite so they can write you letters of recommendations and you work jobs outside of school and you do internships and you visit the schools you want to go to, you're setting yourself up for success because you have the goal in mind. You have a clear vision of what it is you're trying to accomplish. And when you have a clear vision of what you're trying to accomplish, it's much easier to set yourself up for success and to be able to accomplish it because, you know, I have to do A, B, C, D, and E. 
The thing about graduating college, being in your 20s, is that the world is your oyster. And as beautiful as that sounds, it's very scary. It's very scary and daunting. It feels like, oh my gosh, there's so much in this world that I can do and be and I don't know what to choose and I feel like I like so many things and I feel like my passions are scattered and I just feel like I can't choose one goal to set myself up for success in, you know? Like, I, I have I have a couple minute goals, you know? That I'm like, okay, I want this and this so I can do this and this. But when I'm thinking long term, and I guess the advice everyone gives me is like, don't think long term, just like, go with the flow because your 20s are so, you know, undefined and the road is just going to, there's going to be so many forks in the road and you're just going to go from one place to another to another. And I get that, but it's it's hard to trust the road when you don't know where it's leading you to. You know, you don't know the destination. So it's like, where am I going? <laughs> where am I going? Like, in the grand scheme of things, where am I going, seriously? And one thing I love asking people in their careers in their 30s, um, I had the, like, I had the opportunity to talk to two people who work for Gucci um, and kind of, like, have a bit of their mentorship and stuff over the summer. And I asked both of them, they're, they have pretty successful jobs in Gucci. One is the senior digital marketing um, person, digital media marketer for Gucci, and one is, like, the head of influencer partnerships and stuff. And I asked them, like, is this what you wanted to do when you were younger? And they both basically said that, like, these jobs didn't exist when they were younger, you know? So they had no idea this is what they wanted to do because this job, these jobs did not exist. So that gave me some sort of comfort because... There's pro- I'm probably going to find myself doing something that is not a thing right now. Like, there's no way to know what jobs are going to be there in 10 years. And I'm sure it's going to be some crazy wild jobs that I can't even think of because when people were working at magazines 10 years ago, they didn't know that they would have to start hiring social media mar- managers for their magazines. So who knows what is going to happen in 10 years from now what jobs are going to be there, what positions are going to be there, what what spaces are going to be open for people exactly like me and you, what spots are going to be open for us to fill, like spots that, and this is my, this is my goal, not goal, but this is my hope that even though I can't see it, there's going to be an open spot somewhere in this world for me exactly, you know, like, something that kind of like a puzzle shaped in the shape of Karen in the shape of me that only I can fill that spot and I guess that's my like dream and wish because if I think right now I can't say there's a one particular role in life that I want to do I want to do so many things like I want to do so many things so many things like I want to do I see myself doing so many things but people ask me what do I want to do like it's a list you know how do I set myself up for success 
when there's a list of things I want to do. I guess take it one goal at a time or something. I don't really know. You know? But it's a scary thing because I look online, I look on LinkedIn, I look on everywhere and it feels like everyone is in their little niches, in their little bubble, in their little, you know, role that they're playing in society that is just perfect for them and they've got it all figured out and they're just like, you know, this is it. And I'm, I know that's not the case, but it feels like everyone just knows what they're doing and I'm the only one that doesn't. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, yes, I live in New York City now. I'm at this job. But like, what do I want to do next? You know, I guess I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do I want to do in the future? I don't know. I wish I knew so that I could start preparing myself for it. But I like to think that everything we do is in preparation for it anyway. And we just don't know, you know, like everything we do is in preparation and we just don't know. And there's so many things that I want to do. But like when I think about myself in the future, I see this woman but I can't quite see exactly what she's doing. I just know that she dresses well and she's a prominent figure in society and she is influential and successful, but it's like, what exactly is she doing? I don't know. I see myself on a stage with the mic in hand talking about what I don't know. (laughs) So, it's just like, maybe this podcast is in preparation for that mic moment. But I just just can't quite draw the picture yet. And it scares me. And it kind of keeps me up at night. It makes me sad a lot. Because I'm just like, what am I doing? And where am I going? I don't know. I don't know. And there are so many things that I thought I would want to be doing during this time of my life that I... I'm losing passions for. I cringe at a lot of things that I do, (laughs) which is not good for long-term success. And I think the reason why I said that I I kind of have been acting small recently is because, like, I'm just not proud of what I'm doing, I think. But, uh, But I am proud of what I'm doing. I think I've done such a good job at so many things that I've done and I've taken a stab at. And I think... One thing that really works for me is that when I like something, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to try my hands at this, like, YouTube channel. You know, watching girls on YouTube, I'm like, oh, I can do that. I made it. Starting a podcast, I'm like, I love listening to podcasts. I'm like, oh, it's just people talking in the mic. Like, yeah, I can do that. Starting a brand, it was not as easy as I thought, but I was like, oh, yeah, I can definitely do that. You know, like, there's nothing that I don't think I can do. Which is a good thing in the grand scheme of things. Like, that is a good thing. But it also puts a lot of things on my plate. Because it's like, yeah. if uh, Maybe if I just limited myself a bit. Then maybe my the list of things that I want to do in life would be small. And it would be easier to manage in my head. How I would get there and how I would accomplish all those things. But because there's something in me that just tells me I can do anything that I want to do. The world is wide open and it's so much. It's like when you have so many clothes that you can't choose what to wear. But like, usually we want a lot of clothes, you know? 
But then when you do help, you have a lot of clothes, you don't know which one to wear and it's overwhelming. Same thing with like cooking. Now that I'm cooking for myself, I go grocery shopping and I just buy everything I like because I'm like, I like it all. And then when I want to eat, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to eat. There's so many options. So that's kind of how it is with like career paths and goals and things right now for me is that there's so many things that I see that I just want to do or I'm already doing and trying to make careers out of. And it's too much. (laughs) But basically, the road is just unclear. The road is unclear. And I wish there was somebody telling me exactly how it would look like, exactly what it would sound like, feel like exactly what I should be doing to get to the end goal, the end goal that I don't even know, you know? I wish there was someone paving the way for me but the thing about being in your 20s is that you have to pave that way for yourself and you have to take your hand and walk yourself through whatever it is and it can be so overwhelming like I have been overwhelmed so many times and I'm I still get overwhelmed like yesterday I was literally so overwhelmed because I'm like it's a lot it's a lot to put on my plate to tell me to figure out what I'm doing in this life. It's a lot. It's a lot. And life is such a vast, scary thing. Like, it's just... It's a lot. It's a lot. And I know everyone isn't, like, established in the role, even though it seems like it. And everyone doesn't even have it all figured out. Even 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds may still be figuring themselves out along the way. But when you're 22 and you're in New York City, you want to know what you're doing. You don't want to just la-la-la-la-la-la-la be wandering through the world with like no focus and no goal in mind. I want to know what I'm doing. I want to know where I'm going. I want to know what to do to set myself up for success. In that, in whatever it is that I want to do, sometimes it's the it's the feeling of being uncomfortable with the uncertainty that makes us move towards certainty. If that makes sense, like if you were comfortable with where you are, you may never reach for more. You may never aspire for greater because you're just comfortable where you are. But sometimes I think that I need the uncomfortability of not knowing where I'm going to really focus and find it, you know? And there are some things that we can do to set ourselves up for success. Even if you don't know exactly what you want to do, it's like, yes, I don't know what I want to do exactly in life, but I know the kind of woman that I want to be. And it's like, I want to be someone who's, you know, brushing their teeth twice a day, exercising in the morning, waking up early, reading a lot of books, learning a lot, educating myself, fostering or having healthy relationships and friendships. All those things, even though it's not like a career goal or big picture goal, I think all those little things are actually what matters most. Is like, who do you want to be and who do you see yourself being? And a lot of times that question equates to like career and and job and success and wealth. But 
I think the minute things in life, such as the food we're eating, the music we're listening to, the people we're allowing into our lives, the boundaries we're setting up, all those things are part of the big picture of the who do you want to be in life question. You don't want to be someone who's successful and is like out of shape, is unhealthy, bad hygiene, has no friends, doesn't know how to relate to people, you know? Part of that question of who I want to be in life, a majority of it is my character and my habits. It's not necessarily the title or the job or the title or whatever it is that the number of money, the apartment. It's not about that, even though that's what my mind automatically focuses on. It's it's who I am, not like what I'm doing. So who do I want to be in life? I want to be someone who is joyful who brings light to people who relates to people well who's humble who exercises regularly who meditates who has a calm mind who's stable all those things even though they sound not like part of the big picture they're they're majority of what the big picture is because I guarantee you that whatever career goals you set yourself up for, more than likely they're going to be tied to a certain characteristic and way of life. And you can't achieve one without the other. You cannot be a successful, like, for example, editor-in-chief of a magazine or a successful podcast host if you are sleeping in all day of the week and you are not getting up and educating yourself, practicing your skills, like, you know, all these things, all these little habits and things, they are the things that we can control, basically. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, even though I don't know exactly who I want to be in the future, I know who she is. Like, I know who, regardless of whatever title or position in society that I'm in, or that I want to be in, I know the kind of woman I want to be in. And because I know the kind of woman I want to be in, that is the only, the kind of woman I want to be, that is what I can control. I can't control where I go in life or where I end up in life, but I can control the kind of woman I end up becoming just by the little things I do today and by the little things I do in the morning when I wake up by grounding myself with prayer and the bible and friendships and love and and good routines and stuff by grounding myself with all those things i am setting myself up for success for the kind of woman i want to be in the future i don't know what she's going to do in the future i don't know where she's going to live the kind of car she's going to drive the kind of job the kind of You know, I don't know any of that, but I know who I want her character to be. I I know who I want her routines and habits to be. So I'm going to start doing them now, you know, to set myself up for success. So it's not hard in the future to be that kind of woman. Okay. Okay. That's just a little food for thought. You're not alone in not knowing what you want to do, but you can control who you get to be in the future. And I just trust that we are all being divinely guided. (laughs) I say this all the time, but 
even though I sit up and I cry and I'm overwhelmed and I'm stressed about what my future is going to look like, deep down, I know that there's no reason I should be in turmoil over these things because I am being divinely guided, you know? I don't know anything else. I just know that I was created for a reason and there's a space in this earth that I am supposed to occupy, that I am occupying right now. That is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like you are exactly where you're supposed to be and you're just playing the long game, you know? And we want to know everything right now. We want to know what, we want to have all the answers, but that's no fun. You know, God, God doesn't want to ruin the surprises for us, but we just trust that there's goodness in store. You know, all things work together for the good of those who love him. So if you love God, then you just know, hey, you know, all things are going to work together for me. And if you don't love God, just know he loves you and he wants all things to work together for you as well. So, yeah, you are exactly where you need to be. You don't need to know anything else. Just put in the work to set yourself up for success for the person or the kind of person you want to be. But you don't have to figure out what exactly you're going to do just yet. I'm trying to say that to remind myself as well. Like, it's okay to not know. It's And it's better to not rush the journey and just walk each day and just find the goodness and the surprises along the way. Okay. <laughs> That is it for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope it resonated. Let me know if it did. I deleted the podcast Instagram because I want everything to just be attached to one account. It's stressful having so many accounts because it's like I feel pressured to post. I mean, there's no pressure. Like I made the account because I wanted to post separate podcast content, but I feel like it should just be in one space, you know? So... I kind of made a rash decision today. Will I regret it? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's a good thing. And I think that if you have any podcast things, like any questions, any comments, all my polls, all my, you know, advice thingies that I'll have you guys send in will all be on my main account at Adakora Karen, A-T-A-K-O-R-A-K-A-R-R-E-N on Instagram. So the podcast Instagram is no longer RIP to her, but everything will be connected on my main accounts because this podcast is just about my life. You know, I don't need to have a separate page for it just because I think that's what people with podcasts do. They create separate Instagrams for it, but like, I just don't need that. You know, (laughs) the podcast is about my life and my life is just my Instagram page. So yeah, just wanted to say that. I love you, and I will be talking to you next week. Bye-bye. I remember, I remember.